0: the purpose of making love is not that Liz is going to have an orgasm, but it's the tactile.
1: It's the connection a- and
0: experience and, the and shared
1: joy, you know,
0: yeah. uh, and, but after mine, then we'll, I'll just lay there and pet Liz, you know, until we fall asleep or, you know, you know, for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes and just, just to be together and enjoy that moment. And, and it's, it's one of the most special things about it of just, you know, being connected that way. Uh, and, and I think
1: a lot of men feel love from sex, and I think a lot of women don't realize that how how important that is to 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 feel uh, desired. Or...
2: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage and Money podcast, the only podcast for physicians who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, a Gottman leader and Certified Life & Marriage Coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Please help me welcome our special guests on today's episode of Medicine, Marriage & Money, Drs. Liz Trainer and Charles Stillman. Dr. Trainer is a pathologist by day, mental health warrior by night, and really just a human at all times normalizing discussions on mental health among women physicians. She's a podcaster, the founder of Mind Surfer MD, and her loving husband, Dr. Charles Stillman is a radiologist, aka Dr. Chaco. Together they have a blended family with four children and have been
1: madly in love for 11 years. So take it away, let's welcome. Hi. How's everybody? It's so much fun to be here, Kate. I'm really delighted to be here. This is
2: thanks for coming. Well, it was just like I feel like we've known each other on Facebook for a while now and finally got to meet in person in Bora Bora a few weeks ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it was so much fun meeting you. And in fact, I'm inspired to try eyelash extensions and I have an appointment this afternoon. So I gotta talk to you later about how you like them. I'm hoping they'll last for the white coat investor conference. But
2: <laughs> yes, okay, yes. Two two well with the salt water, they did I still have maybe like one or two on each eyes. Yeah. But um yeah, Let you let me know. We'll talk okay. about it. Okay, we'll talk. <laughs> cool. So t- let's go back to when you guys fell in love. Tell us. When was that? What was that
1: like? Why did you fall in love? And you guys can each kind of. Oh, you're showing a little picture. My, my husband for our first anniversary literally hired a sketch artist to commemorate our first date at Cafe Baroni, which is like our favorite place in Menlo Park, California. I had all my match dates scheduled like in a row at this <laughs> wonderful coffee place. Right? I,
0: was, I was number two of three.
1: He was number two of three. I had actually had a hike in the morning and then had one right after him. And I was like, this guy is going to be the winner. And I really had to squeeze him in. Um, but he even put the date that we met. It's 6, 10, I'm, 12.
0: I'm terrible with anniversary dates. And so it's nice. Not-
1: yeah, 6, 10, 12. That's the date. Oh, we met.
2: wow. Yeah. And it was magical. <sighs> Tell me, magical what about dad. it? Like, how?
1: so he was number two of three? Uh, well, let me back up. I um, had dated many frogs after a very painful divorce. Um, and it was the worst five years of my life. And when my marriage dissolved the day I knew it was over, I had three thoughts. One is what about my health insurance as a physician? It's crazy, right? We don't have our own health insurance. Um, Number two, what about the Mediterranean cruise and Disney we were doing in the spring? And number three, it's going to take me five years to fall in love again. And I met my husband almost five years to the day that my husband moved out. I I still call him my husband. He's like my husband. I have two husbands. I love my husband too. Um, but, um, I was going to meet four friends one night, every single one of them canceled. And I was like, God damn it. I'm just going to go on match and entertain myself. And the algorithm because it has you rate a bunch of guys to figure out what you like. And the algorithm said, well, you might like this handsome doctor. Yeah. Yeah. His profile was, yep. I'm a Jewish doctor. Your mother would be so proud. And I just thought his profile was hilarious. Like the first sentence was my kids are the most important thing to me. And if you don't get that, we're not a match. And I'm like, this is, I love this guy already. Cause I feel the same way about my kids. And um, the other funny thing is I had hired a very high and expensive, like $15,000 dating service. They said what I wanted was impossible. And that I was unreasonable. Basically, you know, they said, you know we can only get you somebody who's like 10 years older who lives in San Francisco, like an hour away. You know, anyway, they set me up with a bunch of losers. (laughs) And then I finally went to match.com. I got exactly what I had ordered from the universe. And this is the other funny thing I love to tell. Um, I had a therapist who suggested I literally write a letter to myself about everything that my future fantasy husband would be, Yes. every detail down to looks like Matthew Broderick and makes at least $300,000 a year. Lives within five miles, loves his kids, thinks I'm gorgeous and sexy, just the way I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And loves nature hikes, you know, like all that outdoorsy, athletic-y stuff. Um, is funny, right? That was really important to me to share my goofy sense of humor. Um, and anyway, forgot about this note. I was cleaning out the purse a couple of years after we married and found this note. And I tell you, Kate, he's every single thing to the T.
0: She showed me the, the letter and it was frightening. At, at, at how accurately it described me.
1: And so uh, I feel like
0: I've been manifested by the universe. Like I had a whole life before it, I met it, you. I'm a real human being.
1: <laughs> it, you write this down. How many years before you met him did you write it down? Uh, about three years before we met because it was right after I was in love with this wonderful pathologist. He was so sexy and funny, but he was a, poly, he was a polyamorous. He had other girlfriends on the side and didn't know about it until he had a stroke. Met his other girlfriend when he couldn't see me out of his right eye. So I heard him kiss her in the hospital. And I'm like, I am so out of here. So it was after that, and that was about, uh, I don't know, twenty ten or so, that I started working with this hypnotherapist. And that was one of her suggestions when I was really, really depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was about two years before we met that I did this 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 exercise. And so, you know, we met some friends in Bora Bora, they're physicians who are like scared to kind of get out in the dating scene. And so my homework for all of them is you go home right now and you write out exactly what you're looking for, down to the T, what they look like, where they live, what they like to eat. Like one of his things was I love sushi. I'm like, oh yeah, you're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then the second thing is having the courage to step out there. I remember walking to our date and thinking, I just want to stay home and read the New York Times. This is terrifying. I would be much happier just sitting at home and reading the New York times and not having this terror of putting myself out there again. And I'm so glad I jumped, right? It's like Bora Bora. It's like having the courage to just jump off that balcony, you know, 20 feet off the water and just having the courage to jump. And because I was willing to jump the universe delivered, so. Oh my gosh.
2: Every single thing you said just now, just like, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Dr.
2: Chaco, Dr. Chaco, you tell me. How did you, I mean, okay, yeah, what's not to love about everything, right? <laughs> I'm very <laughs> lovable. He is. <laughs> told <me. laughs> he
1: told me. He told Well, okay.
0: okay right. I know what you're going to say. I'll, okay, I'll, okay. Tell, I'll tell that part yeah, of the story. Back up, back up. So, um, so my experience uh, on online dating was very different than Liz's. And this is something Liz talks about all the time. I'm not really stealing her thunder by saying this, but when I was a younger man, I uh, was very shy. Uh, I was not uh, basically every date that I ever had was where a woman had asked me out because I was too clueless to realize that they were interested. I asked in him
1: it. out too, by the way.
0: That's true. Um, and uh, and so when I you know got divorced after 17 years, uh, I you know I was afraid that I was going to become that you know that shy young man again, and and I quickly realized by you know getting out there and doing online dating that the tables had turned. Uh,
1: it was a hottie. Well, cried.
0: well, beyond that, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I, I found that uh, uh, online dating gave me a confidence that I didn't really ever have before because you know the very right out of the gate I was able to uh, uh, have a date which shocked me. Four uh, women
1: in one. Band. Hang, hang on, hang
0: on, hang on. We don't need to tell we that. Had to story.
1: make sure they drove away before the next one pulled in. The <laughs> that was
0: further down the line. Uh, um, but I, you know, I, I'd had this date, and um, by the by, the, I'm going to tell this story again. Okay. But by, by the, uh, it, she was amazing. Uh, truly, just like I could not believe I was lucky enough to be able to find somebody right out of the gate who was funny, and beautiful, and interesting. Uh, She was also 15 years younger than me, Uh, and uh, on on our third date, she said to me, uh, I'm in love with you, and I said, "Uh, that's nice, Uh, and she said, oh gosh, you're not ready to say it, and I said, I'm really not this, you know, you're wonderful, but uh, I just, this is our third date, and she said, that's okay, I'll say it for both of us, uh, and so that was it. She would say, "I love you," and I'd say, "That's nice." And that was how we had a relationship. Um, and uh, eventually, um, she was living very far away. She I'm here in California. And she was living in Minnesota. And uh, and I, you know, I she said, "You know, I'm, you're always flying me to California. Why don't you come out to Minnesota and meet my friends?" I'm like, "Great." So we went out to Minnesota. We had a lovely trip. Uh, her parents refused to meet me. I think because I was a lot older, and they thought I was. Trying to take advantage of the little girl, and um, she uh, sold real estate, and so I love looking at houses. So she showed me this beautiful house, which would have been ten million dollars in California. You know, it was like you know four hundred thousand dollars out there in Minnesota. We're standing in the kitchen of this beautiful house, and she puts her arms around me. She says, "This is where we're going to raise our family," and I said, "I already have a family," Uh, and uh, it quickly became obvious to me that she wanted to make babies with me. And I'd had teenagers at that point, didn't really want to start another family. So one of the most painful things I ever had to do was to say, look, you're an amazing person and you're going to be an amazing mom, but it's not going to be with me. And so the first relationship I had out of the gate, I find a beautiful young woman who tells me that she's in love with me and I have to break up with her.
1: And you and got a vasectomy right after I that. did.
0: My friends were like, dude, you got you to gotta get a vasectomy. <laughs> That's what I did. And so <laughs> um, so, so then I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I got just crazy lucky, uh, and this will never happen again. And it happened again. And truly the very next woman I dated on our third date told me that she was in love with me. And, uh, and I'm like, this is, this is insane. And I said, that's nice. And she seemed to be okay with that. <laughs> and, uh, then we broke up and it, believe it or not, it happened a third time. Uh, yes. where a woman on the third date said that she was in love with me. So fast forward now to that date there on the, on the cartoon that Liz just showed you at Baroni's. Um, we meet and our very first conversation, I say, all cocky now, I say to Liz, be careful, women fall in love with me by the third date.
1: <laughs> so I reminded myself, if I fall in love with him, I'm not going to tell him until the 10th date.
0: Well, what date did you fall in love with me?
1: Well, I fell in love like on the fourth
0: date. It was the fourth date.
1: But, oh, but she didn't I didn't tell him until the eighth date.
0: And oh. when she told me, she was the first person that I said, I love you back. And I started crying.
2: What? Okay, back up here. So with that first girl, did you tell her you weren't, you didn't want to have a family? Like, when, what, and what is your advice to other people? Like, do you talk about that on the first date or do not?
0: You, believe it or not that's such a great question because uh my, I had your, to your age I range. had to I had to change my my match.com profile. profile to say let's, let's
1: 20 to 60 cuz well, thought he couldn't get a date I he did have to change yeah it.
0: yeah my my age range cuz I really thought I was never going to get a date so my age range on match was 35 to 61 hoping that I was 44 at the time hoping that somebody in that range would find <laughs> <Yes>. me interesting <laughs> And within uh, five hundred miles, and I could narrow that eventually. So, but uh, after getting some confidence and being 9, able to 5 find miles, uh, being able 5. to find some dates on online dating, uh, I, I could narrow those parameters. And I actually had to change my Match.com profile to say, "Let's not talk about marriage on the first date," uh, and because it became a, a, an issue, uh, you know, and and I really felt like uh, that, okay, I'm an, I'm a nice guy. You know, I'm an interesting guy with a job. Uh, but honestly, it became, it became obvious to me that I'm, I'm a physician and I wasn't, I actually did not want to date. I had two rules online dating, no doctors and no cats. Okay. Doctor with a cat. So I didn't
1: didn't (laughs) like my cat. I wanted an excuse to let go of the cat and return it to the shelter. So,
0: right. So, we eventually got rid of the cat, but I did, I felt bad about it.
1: God, I wanted to get rid of it a year before you let me get rid of it.
0: <laughs> but it became obvious to me when I was online dating that, you know, I was a physician and fairly well off and that I was, He's allergic
1: I always, and he was but, hiding it for a year. And when he said, can you take the cat out of the room? And I'm like, Oh, I'm busy. Can you just carry the cat out? And he looked at me and he said, no, and that's when I got how much he was hiding this from me. He was piling up on, you know, all those
0: taking all the allergy meds and the slow dates and everything. Oh. But um but back to back to the online dating, which is the point I was gonna make. Sorry, was that no, it's fine. Uh is is that I was never sure with these women that were falling in love with me if they were uh you keep putting it on the on the on the, on the desk elevator. Uh, yep. I'm gonna bring the desk You're back down.
1: Standing desk button.
0: Um, uh, I was never sure if these women were truly in love with me or if they were looking at me like a, I was a meal ticket. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: and uh, and so that always clouded, you know, that the relationship a little bit. So
1: that's another tip for me, ladies. You want to date somebody who's in your finance bracket.
0: Well, okay. So Liz says that, but in fact, uh, Liz and I are not in the same bracket uh, at, at all. Uh, at least we weren't when we were dating. But Liz, <laughs> not even close. When when we first started dating, uh, Liz was worth way more than me. Uh, and
1: Liz, what can I say?
0: Just financially, just from, you know, from the contractual aspect of a relationship. And so when I realized that I wanted to spend the rest,
1: I had advantages. That's I'm true. very fortunate. My parents paid for my education, and you had
0: a very well-off ex-husband and yeah. and all this other stuff. And yeah. so. So when it became obvious to me that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with Liz, I came to her with a prenup and I said, I don't want you for your money. I want you for you. I will sign this or anything you want right now uh, because I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And, and it worked out.
1: Uh. Yeah. I can see you almost crying there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So he was spending like thirty thousand dollars on these fancy trips with his other radiologist friends who live in Texas and make a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> can true. I just say, you radiologists in Texas make way more money than us in California. Your taxes are less. Hey, I'm and academic, my... by the way. Okay. Okay. Fine. Different category. But <laughs> I, um, I, I, I was thinking to myself, I am not going to finance his thirty thousand dollar trips to go skydiving in 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 Belize or wherever he went.
0: Yeah. Brazil we brazil in and Rio brazil and brazil and it was hang gliding
1: it was hang gliding sorry i, I digress but yeah. uh, and um but he offered the prenup without me even bringing it up because i had dated a parasite like i had dated somebody in retrospect that was totally dating me for my money and i was so naive out of the gate it was the first guy i dated on match it was like i just wrote about him out on my uh my md surfer mind surfer md profile he was parasited oh anyway but live and learn, right? That's part of it. You're going to kiss frogs, and um, before you find this your frog prince. actually
0: moved in with you, though.
1: And that I was so naive. Oh my god! And he didn't. He would. He refused to pay rent. Like I'm and like,
0: refused to leave.
1: And refused to leave. Um, this uh, was
0: long before me. I've heard the story. Yeah.
1: So anyway, it, it, part of being on the dating is you're going to date some frogs, and the other thing is, ladies, you want somebody who's fresh meat.
0: Oh, this and was the point meat. I was going to make earlier. That? What? Okay, meat. so uh, this he was...
1: wasn't even divorced a year. Right. The good ones are on the market only briefly. They're, they get snatched up. Yeah. Like by me.
0: There's a lot of, there's a lot of women out there who's had the experience uh, of online dating where they, they, they meet a, a guy who's been on online dating for five plus years.
1: Cause they're cheaters.
0: They're, they're players, right? They're, they're or, people that are out there. They just like serial dating. They like, you know, uh, having sex with another woman. Or
1: they're jerks. So they get thrown back in the pool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Whereas, so I say yeah. 90% are jerks or cheaters, and you only got, there's like 10%, and you look for the fresh meat, because those are the really good, good ones. Tips. This is really good tip And, tips. So, and also, that. you must be on good terms with your ex. Oh, That speaks yes. volumes. Yeah,
0: and in fact, one of my favorite things of all time is the fact that, uh, well, first of all, I, I had had, I dated some women online dating who were having screaming fights with their exes, and they'd been divorced for five I years, and I, I have no time in my life for that kind of drama. But Liz was on great terms with her ex. I'm on great terms with my ex. So much so that Liz's (laughs) ex- Cheryl,
1: she's so cool.
0: Liz's ex-husband and his wife and my ex-wife and her husband all all came came to our wedding. To
1: our princess bride wedding, which was super fun. Okay, so tell me about that.
2: Tell me, okay, so then why did you guys get divorced? What did you learn from that? What is like the
1: biggest takeaway from the divorce? I learned that sexual attraction is critical.
0: Well, hang on. That wasn't the the question. Was why'd you get divorced?
1: Well, that's because I that's why we got divorced. Well, that's not
0: all of it, I wouldn't think. But
1: well, that was most of it. Okay, okay.
2: What about for you, Doctor Chaco? <laughs>
0: um. Okay. So, uh, my situation was very different. I am. Uh, um, so you didn't really get my bio. So I'll, I'll I'll hit the the quick the quick highlights of the bio. Uh, I just retired from the military as a Fulberg Colonel after 30 years of of service.
1: Oh wow! And thank you. Then,
0: thank you. Yeah, my, I would do it all again. It was it was an amazing it was an amazing time.
1: It was in Iraq. And well, you that's got deployed to Colorado Springs, I best did. deployment ever. But you did spend <laughs> in Iraq. So. Yeah,
0: I, right. I was I was in Iraq 07 to 08, and when I came back from Iraq, it was clear that my marriage had uh, had basically run its course. Uh, and it was, a, we were having some difficulties before I got deployed, but by the time I got back, it was obvious to me that you
1: weren't having any sex.
0: Well, we don't have to talk about that. That's um, hard. but regardless, it, there were, that was more of a symptom. It was a sign, not a symptom of the, true. of true, the, true. of was, the ending of the relationship. So, yeah. uh, yeah. So it, it was clear that that she relationship was, had run it for us and yeah. we decided at that point that we were going to depart as friends. Okay, probably One of the hardest things I ever had to do was, you know, break that news to the kids you know but they they handled it really well and so much so that and like i said we we remained friends i i after the divorce i moved out uh you know to sunnyvale california then i moved over to the east bay and then the house literally right next door to my ex wife over the fence came available quite literally on the same side of the street it was only a hedge separating the two houses
1: it from the kitchen
0: and uh right we could see each other through the through the kitchen window uh and when we would have joint custody of the kids so the kids would just walk around the hedge depending on whose oh it was to awesome? be with it, it worked out really well uh yeah so
1: but the palo alto rents were too high so yeah, that's once, true. once chuck was established in a cheaper house and like an old eichler rundown you know much lower rent than the one Yep. you guys were living in she moved to Cupertino so yeah but they have the Palo Alto schools you know
0: I had been yeah. dating all over uh you know California and I finally narrowed my search pattern to just you know California um and then Liz pops yes. up and emails me and you know asked me what my specialty is I said I'm a radiologist she I said, I said well,
1: hi Dr. Chaka what's your specialty yep. normally Dr. Liz
0: and she says you know, she's a doctor so I was immediately suspicious but it turns out she lived I
1: miles. Suspicious of you too. I was like, oh, he's probably a surgeon who has a horrible life. Yeah, what was, were you suspicious of? A female physician, I guess. Um,
0: so I, I was for the same thing that Liz was suspicious of, which is uh, I over-worker. didn't. I'm a laid back guy, right? uh, and I don't want a type A personality. And a lot of doctors that I know are very type A. They're, you know, and I didn't, I didn't want that. And that's kind of why I was just no doctors in general. Uh, but when I found out Liz was a pathologist, I'm like, oh, that, that could be I as laid back so as me. so
1: psyched to find out you were a radiologist. Uh, I'm like, oh, rad path correlation. Yep. <laughs>
0: oh, we've had some amazing conversations at the dinner table. I
1: had a papillary pandemoma today. And you're like, I did too.
0: <laughs> Quite. histopathologic
1: yeah. sampling we're is recommended.
2: Very,
0: very few people that would sympathize <laughs> with, with that kind of conversation. But, uh, but, but Liz was actually less than three miles door to door from where I was living.
1: Wow. I know. Proximity. Absolutely In insane. Proximity. That's my other tip, ladies. Proximity. So- Fresh meat proximity.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, and then
2: save the marriage discussion to the second date, the marriage. When and- <laughs> 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 do we have that discussion? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that was after we we both, you know, said that we love you to each other. And- Honey,
1: we, a year after we've been dating, we were driving to a weekend in Half Moon Bay and we drove by a Bailmont place. It says, we do weddings. And I said, oh, honey, we could get married there. And I wasn't even thinking, like- We hadn't discussed marriage at all at that It point. was like, oh shit, I just blew it. Like, I just basically proposed to him and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> so then that weekend, we were at this beautiful- um, Uh, woodworking shop Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I love this jewelry box and Chuck came over and he looked at it. he said this might make a really nice wedding present
0: it was the first hint that I gave to Liz that I was considering marriage as well
1: and he said don't ask I'm (laughs)
0: the guy I have to do the asking
1: I'm the guy and I still blew it because I just did I just I just (laughs) get impulsive and it busted out of me we, we went to Disneyland for um, Halloween with all four of our kids. And, uh-huh. so, and your mom. And my mom. And so she, my mom was um, Princess Amygdala. No.
0: Not Amygdala. Amygdala.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm like, who's that? <laughs> I was Princess Leia. You were Han Solo. Uh, and we're walking through the stalls.
0: To get into the to park. To get
1: into the park. And I just busted out let's get married or something like that. And you're like, do you have a ring?
0: Well, I had a plan and to I propose said no. to Liz at he said, Disneyland. You can't ask. And she almost ruined the whole thing.
1: He, he right asked me there. to marry him the next night. So
0: and a, like during the headlights moment, I'm like, uh, do you have a ring? And she said, no. And I'm like, Phew.
1: So then for 24 hours, I'm like, oh shit, I just ruined this relationship with this man I adored, told me not to ask. So then I was so relieved when you... <laughs> how yep. many dates was it that for the woodwork woodworking the wood button about 14 months so we met july okay. 12th and it was the end of july uh the following year okay i had the bail bonds incident okay <laughs> yes
2: okay. okay okay so tell me about the princess bride and your vows
0: so we would go out to have um we would go out to the gym uh, together um every day at the JCC or every, every once a week at the JCC. And then we would go get breakfast at a place called Hobie's. um, And my favorite
1: was the Santa Cruz scramble. Right. And we were fantasizing about, could we do a destination wedding? And then when I was eating the Santa Cruz scramble, I was like, we should just do it in Santa Cruz because then our friends could still drive there. And it's sort of like a destination. Like people would want to come. And.
0: And I, um, uh, I had a little sports car. And I was uh, driving down uh, Pacific Coast Highway, down towards Santa Cruz on Highway 1. And I just pulled over the car randomly. And I got out to walk down toward, the, toward these, to where the beach area is. And I came upon the most spectacular beach I'd ever seen in my life.
1: Uh, shark it's still, Tooth
0: Beach. It's called, it's Shark, yeah, uh, shark, shark Tooth or Shark Fin Cove. Uh, yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah,
1: shark, shark Tooth but it's Beach.
0: it's Davenport Cove, uh, just north of Santa Cruz. Between, north. yeah, between between Santa Cruz and Moon Bay. And I walked down and it was just jaw dropping. And it was the side of the beach are these sheer cliffs, which I jokingly called the Cliffs of Insanity, which is a which is a a scene from the movie The Princess Bride. And so
1: listeners, you got to watch The Princess Bride if you haven't seen it.
0: It's the greatest movie of all time.
1: Oh, highly quotable.
0: And so as Liz and I were sitting at Hobie's restaurant uh, talking about where to get married, I said, well, why don't we get married at the Cliffs of Insanity? And then it was like, well, why not just have a whole princess bride themed wedding?
1: Well, backing up, um, we started interviewing cake people in the Santa Cruz area. And this one fancy cake maker who was way out of my price range, we didn't use her, had a book of cakes and one of her cakes was a popcorn cake. Like we love going to the movies. And I was like, why would anybody want a popcorn cake? You know, like the big popcorn movie bucket. Yes. With, yes. You know, and she would use like fondant to make the damn popcorn. And I'm like, I could hire somebody. Well, it was at that moment that it dawned on me. Oh my God, we really should have a princess bride wedding. Cause it's like using a movie theme. And that, that's, and so we did have a popcorn cake as well as a three tiered as you wish
0: which was a lot another line from the movie
1: that was that was wesley's way in the movie of always saying he loved
0: buttercup buttercup yep
1: which was robin wright penn's first movie by the way
0: back when she was just robin wright when
1: she was just robin wright yep
0: and so so that's how the that's how the princess bride wedding came and then we had a bunch of our friends we had the whole theme we dressed up in costume Uh, We had uh, videographers and drones. uh,
1: I I was like writing and costuming and directing a film. It was like this wonderful creative outlet for me for a year. Like you kind of just showed up, but I really did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like designing, you know, the invitation with like funny movie quotes, like, you know, you'll fall in love at first sight or, you know, like, uh Anyway, yeah. just had so much fun designing everything from choosing the food names to like it's beautiful Fessick fessic soda oh, or know, silly, silly things. Lamb the chops. chops. The lamb chops were um mutton, the, the mutton, mutton, mutton chops. chops
0: from the from we had chops. the impressive clergyman. Our friend dressed up as the impressive clergyman. Her mm-hmm. husband, the mutton chops. Was, she surprised was big guy me. Mutton chops. Who, who was dressed up as Fessick? And it was just it was really was yes, your
1: exes were yeah. there dressed. I found real Catholic, um, like robes on Etsy, yeah. but the, the, the miter for the bishop's hat was like 500 bucks to get a real one. So I got the $20, you know, Halloween on, costume, from Amazon, right. um, but it, it looked great. It all worked. Um, we have to uh, the pictures I've seen. Yeah, you need a whole video. Yeah.
2: I need a picture so that when we post this, I can, I can share that for people. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Let's move into. Um, are you guys ready? Well, I was thinking I want to give you the link for the the five minute highlights. It's so funny, and you could put it in the show notes if people want to see Do it. It's like we yes. use real Princess Bride music. I had a drone who was getting great footage of the, the clips of insanity. We'll put those in the show notes for sure. Yeah, it's funny. It's
2: I yeah. what I want to find out more about is because we you've already talked about sexual attraction multiple times, and I know you're going to share some sex tips with us and i am and mental health i want to talk about mental health and you know why that's so important to you and how you guys um talk about that in your marriage how yeah. that affects- This week's podcast is sponsored by our program Making Marriage Work. The Making Marriage Work program is an 8-week online program focused on helping physicians and their spouses from feeling stuck and disconnected to creating more love passion, and gratitude. The evidence-based techniques taught in this program prevent years of pent-up resentment, allow marital interdependence, and emotional freedom. We will begin tapping into those hidden butterflies faster together. The course is only open three times a year, so be sure to sign up now at medicinemarriageandmoney.com. Again, that's medicine medicinemarriageandmoney.com.
1: marriage. Yeah, no, it's beautiful because they, they kind of tie together, right? Because um, uh, my brain is, I like to say I'm mentally spiced. Um, My brain works very quickly on a high, quickly on a high frequency. Sometimes I was saying yesterday, Chuck is like, I have a high Twitch brain and then I have a low Twitch brain. And so for months at a time, I'm highly functional and I have a lot of fun and I love doing podcasts and talking about sex tips. (laughs) <laughs> and embarrassing my husband. Um, and Not then possible. and then for months at a time, I don't want to get out of bed. Like I just wish I wouldn't wake up. And so um, that, that experience of being profoundly depressed for the majority of my existence um, is something that I know as physicians can be very isolating for those of us that experience depression. And a lot of us, you know, have experienced burnout, which is like another form of depression. Whereas my depression is kind of an internal depression. Like I love my life. I love my career. I am so passionate about what I do. Um, I have a healthy husband, healthy kids, you know, like I have a house. Really there's, I used to say there's no reason for me to be depressed. And uh, just recently somebody suggested, well, actually that's, and I would always say I have no trauma. And somebody suggested it was actually Jesse Mahoney, who's another um, life coach that I use. She's wonderful. I said, well, actually I would disagree. I think you've had trauma all your life. You've been depressed since you were twelve, and it's like the brain that doesn't work is the it's like my internal <laughs> critic, right? Uh, we all have the worst internal critics, but so anyway, um, as physicians, right, we're afraid to to talk about it because some of us can lose our licenses, and and with the um, the ADA non-compliant medical licensing laws that still remain in many states, and. Um, that's something that I really, I really want to change, but also on a short-term basis, um, you know, my podcast and my, my Facebook group are about providing us kind of a safe community where we can talk about what it's like and to, pro- you know, my other goal is just to provide simple, actionable tips, like starting a meditation habit, like that really helped me. And, you know, getting your ass onto your spin bike, right? Cause if you exercise in the morning, you get a 12 hour dopamine boost. You get a 12 hour serotonin boost, right? So like not exercising is like taking a depressant. And every morning I'm like, I'm not taking a depressant. I'm working out even how, no matter how depressed I am, I can get my butt on the bike. So um, just simple tips, you know, like that. And so, um, but the point of all this is, you know, I, I do it, it is a multifactorial support system, right? So I am on medication. I do have a coach. I do have a psychiatrist. I do have my fundamentals every single day, right? My my exercise, my meditation, getting enough sleep. Um, but uh, one of the side effects of Prozac is it's very hard for me to have an orgasm. So um, I like to save my orgasms for my husband because it's super fun. And he said, said to me, Liz, you know, you really need to practice more. And I'm like, why would I do that? Facebook's so fun. You know, that's like not that interesting to me because like truly, you'd rather be on
2: Facebook than practicing.
1: Exactly. Because truly with the Prozac, I ha- do not have the desire to initiate. However, I read something in Costco once, just flipping open a book by Dr. Ruth. And she said something to the effect of, you don't need to be in the mood to enjoy it. It's sort of like getting your ass on the bike, even though you don't want to, because motivation follows the movement. And so making love to my husband every single morning, that's another tip. Do it in the morning. I'm always too tired at night. We're both morning people. It's the best. Um, But every single morning I get to make love to this gorgeous man. And it makes me so happy and it gives me so much joy. And I benefit from all the pets.
0: Right. So that's the point that I was going to make is that we, not everybody is lucky enough to to have this situation, but we're both very tactile. And so I am aware that even though. He
1: said that in his match profile too.
0: (laughs) I love pets.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not that. right cats and dogs pets
0: yes uh but but even though that you know that i know that we the purpose of making love is not that liz is going to have an orgasm but it's the tactile it's the connection and experience and the shared
1: joy you know uh
0: and but after mine then we'll i'll just lay there and pet liz you know until we fall asleep or you know you know for you know 10-15 minutes sometimes and just just to be together and enjoy that moment, and and it's it's one of the most special things about it, of just you know being connected that way. Uh, and, and I think
1: a lot of men feel love from sex, and I think a lot of women don't realize that how how important that is to 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 feel uh, desired. Where you know anyway, I find you incredibly sexy. Anyway, he's got these juicy lips that I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like the masculine feminine like energy. Yeah, yeah, look at those juicy lips. Oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> he, sent, he sent me an avatar and I'm like, who's that black <laughs> guy? And it, was, and it was supposed to be you. I was like, oh, it doesn't look anything like
0: yeah, you. <laughs> uh, the iPhone creates an avatar and I I look African-American for some reason, but. Because
1: you've got these uh, great lips.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it was oh, just, it was very strange.
1: Funny. Yeah, So oh my but, gosh.
2: that but is also that. so important, Liz. I'm so glad you shared that. And yeah. so now that when you are on Prozac, do you still have the I
1: do. I yeah. do have orgasms about every two weeks. So Oh, you're little, sure I
2: was, was you. gonna ask you if you still
1: have the lows, the depression, the, <laughs> the, the, the ones where you're at the low twitch, but yes, you do still have orgasms. Yeah, so he has 30 orgasms a month and I have like two. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, or more actually, because you sometimes take care of yourself. <laughs> so he's very good about that as well. Okay. okay but, um, and the but, practice. Yeah. okay. So let's go back to the practice. So when he told
2: you, you need to practice, that was because, oh, because you to practice having desire.
1: Well, to practice figuring out like how my body works and what really okay. moves me on. And so I also want to recommend a book to our listeners that I just learned from Sonia, Wright Called, um, uh, it's like, I think it's called the women's anatomy of desire or the okay. anatomy of arousal or something, okay. but it's, it's like this really wonderful, fun, light, um, uh, entertainingly written, okay, and not an anatomic manual of all the fun parts that are down there that we didn't learn in medical school, or at least I forgot. You <laughs> didn't know we didn't really learn any of this stuff in medical school. Like and like vestibular bulbs, oh, really? Oh, <laughs> might have talked about them
2: at like during one
1: urethral sponge. What, <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah. I'm
2: gonna make sure I quote that book and I'm gonna look look up the title. So mm-hmm. oh, that's amazing. Um, Do you yeah,
1: I still about- get depressed?
2: I do still I do.
1: get depressed for months, yeah. weeks, for months. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we actually had a conversation about that. Um, And I, I think I can say this, but even early on in our relationship, Liz didn't really want to talk about mental illness, didn't okay. want to talk about bipolar. Uh, and it's only really through COVID and through Liz's podcast, that she's really started talking about those things. I think it's wonderful to yeah. you know to be open and honest with yourself and you know and others about it, so that you once you start to talk about it, you can you can put names to it. We actually didn't call it uh, mania.
1: Well, yeah, I had a my my I, I also did. Um acupuncture for depression and, and, and she, Claudia suggested, you know, you don't have to put, you know, these words on it that have these kind of negative connotations. So I call it like when I'm extra happy or extra energetic, then I I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I don't feel like I'm mentally ill. It's just like my brain works differently sometimes. And we use these labels so that psychiatrists can speak the words and right. they understand the condition but they're just labels and they that we give them meaning that aren't necessarily real right they're they're just arbitrary words that that um anyway so yeah, yeah. so keep talking so uh, it was just
0: that we we started talking about it more openly and uh, and you know i basically just asked what are my responsibilities when you're low or when you're high uh and Liz said well when I'm low just be there and you know hug me and hold me I'm like great I love doing that and anyway drag me out of bed yep yeah.
1: like force me to go to see the concert at faloli right where I really just wanted to stay in bed and cry all day but it was your favorite favorite artist who yep. played
0: our first tuck and Patty
1: tuck and Patty it was our first dance. And you had tickets to see this wonderful concert. And I just did not want to go. I was so depressed. And you literally dragged me out of bed in the middle of the afternoon and said, we're going. And it was this wonderful, magical concert. And I cried throughout it. But I saw a friend there that I hadn't seen in years who was also crying throughout it.
2: That's just amazing that he asked you, too, like, what do you need? Like, how can I support you? Yep. And And then
0: the other part of it, too, is uh, and we actually talked about this a little bit on uh, uh, the Stockwell podcast mm-hmm. but um
1: what's that called again the intimacy uh, yes yeah. the intimate, marriage. The intimate, the intimate marriage marriage
0: podcast was yes. that you have to be really comfortable with who you are uh to be married to, to somebody me. to be married to Liz <laughs> and uh and what I mean by that is I um,
1: embarrassed other guys like they were embarrassed to be with me
0: yeah when Liz is when Liz is up um, she can be very talkative, uh, very demonstrative and, uh, and the tendency could be to be embarrassed by that or embarrassed for Liz. And wow. I had to, you know, very quickly make a decision for myself about, you know, does Liz need defending, right? Does she need me to protect her in this situation? No. Uh, no. and And she absolutely no. does not. And once I gave myself permission to realize that I'm not her protector or defender, I mean I'm not going to let her hurt herself or you know cause damage to her career, but it's never it's never gotten even close to that. It's just I it's just can like, be put comfortable. Put your
1: phone in the glove box right. today, Liz. I'm noticing yes. you're kind of squirrely. We yep, have this Liz. scale. If you've ever seen Over the Hedge with your kids, it's a DreamWorks movie that came out like in the, I don't know 20 years ago. We saw it with our kids when we yep. were young, and the squirrel finds Diet Coke in the garbage can and he drinks it. And then the whole world slows down. And that's the way I feel when my my brain is on fast twitch. It's like I listen to everything on 2X. I'm I'm constantly cr- creating things, putting things together. So much fun.
0: <laughs> we call it, we call it the squirrel on Red Bull scale. And right. so and squirrel so when you breakfast. know Liz is on five Red Bulls, you know, like, okay, well. She should probably put her phone in the glove box when she's driving, so she doesn't get s- distracted. Six. Uh, one time she got to nine, and actually, actually I got concerned uh, at that point. But it's only happened once. Uh, and uh, you got
2: to nine. You have a scale.
0: Then we just sort of a, a scale for ourselves. The squirrel. You Making
2: yourself okay.
0: Scroll on Red Bull scale. You know, to where the one through nine is basically you know where we are on the manic. Um, okay, got it yeah. That, but
1: it's it's not like you drank nine Red Bulls. It's just, no no no, no no,
0: but but if, like,
1: yeah, one it's- one is like, I wish I were dead. Nine is like I'm bouncing off the walls and sleeping two hours a night. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. oh my yeah. gosh.
2: okay so that was that was amazing advice, Dr. Chaco. When you said you need to be very comfortable with who you are to be married to blank that is for everybody that is not i mean Spliz, super special super amazing super sexy thank you we all need to be comfortable with who we are if we're married to anybody yeah because yeah. right
0: well and that was you know that going back to my my first marriage you know we we were it was a great marriage but uh it was clear to me that we we had stopped being a marriage of equals uh, it was kind of a, almost a, a parental relationship where he had, where I had to ask permission to do things. And then she felt obligated to grant permission or not grant permission. And yeah. so the, the lesson I learned from that is right from day one of our relationship, we needed to establish that we were in a, a marriage of, or relationship of equals, where we're not going to ask permission from each other to do things. And we were going to respect each other's boundaries. And it's worked out perfectly.
2: Oh my gosh. You,
0: when people that. ask me, you know, for advice, marriage advice. Now that's what I tell them. I was like, from the get-go, he loves, be, um, be a relationship of equals.
1: He loves telling his friends, well, first of all, how much fun we have in the bed, but also like how, um, how he just adores me because he can do whatever he wants. Like we both have our fun, independent, lovely lives. Yeah. And then, when it works out that I'm not in Bora Bora and you're not at a golf tournament, yeah, in I Vegas, literally just came
0: back from a golf tournament with my buddies in, in you know, Las Vegas. Liz went to Bora Bora with you and you know with her girlfriends. This and is so critical, but absolutely, it's like, yes, we love go, traveling together.
2: Go play golf, go play golf. I'm gonna go to Bora Bora and cry every day and connect and
1: love. <laughs> oh my okay. god. It was like somebody said, I think it was Allison who said it was an emotional massage. It was like oh, just gosh. the best, most healing week of my life. I just, I am so grateful to you, Kate and all those other 66 amazing docs that we we got to spend time with. You know, I, I'm such yeah. a fan. Just of be
2: ourselves, just yeah. to be
1: ourselves. Yeah, that women physicians has really changed my life. And yeah. for people, if you're not on her Facebook already, EWP is rocks.
2: Yes, Empowering Women Physicians by Dr. Sunny Smith. Um, I, yeah, changed my life, changed my marriage. And, uh, Victor and I talked about that on pre previous episodes, how I signed him up to be in that empowering women physicians group.
1: Yeah. No, it was Sunny who gave me the courage to go public with, um, my mental spice. Mm-hmm. Um, she had done a, um, a group coaching session with, um, just about, about physician suicide. And and it was because of that and because I had a family member who was also really struggling with suicidal ideation at that time. And it also happened to be mental health month, I think. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just I'm just yeah. going public and and that's it's just having the courage. Sorry, I said a bad word. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't well, even notice.
2: So you know that is actually signal that where I'm going to ask you guys to give your um any last words of wisdom. And it could be like certain sex tips. Maybe you should buy this. Maybe you should try this um, or anything, anything pertaining to medicine, marriage, or money as kind of your,
1: this is my. Yeah. Uh, so many things, um, but um yeah, but I, I'm telling you, the favorite vibrator I found is like this $20 thing that I got on Amazon. And I tried this fancy one that Sonia recommended for 140 bucks. It doesn't do it for me. Okay, I just- But, um, what are the names? What are the names of these? Right. So, so, um, so the Volta, I said, it sounds like an electric car. So that's the one I tried and I'll experiment with it a little bit more, but, um, but, um, but being able to have an orgasm while I'm making eye contact with you is is like magic, and it's it's very hard to do that because I need I need the vibrator because and the, you know and then the positions that allow that obviously are not usually eye contact related. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, so um, but and honestly, I don't even remember the name of the twenty dollar one, but it's it's it looks like the Tango, which usually costs a hundred bucks, and I don't even think they make the Tango anymore. It's by the people who do WeVibe, but it well, looks like bingo but it's a cheap version and it works it's still like super strong it has like a little like a little finger holder on the bottom so i don't lose it um if yeah. people
2: want to find it this like lipstick go find you. it looks
1: like lipstick it looks, it looks like little lipstick she
0: could she'll, she'll email you the the specifics of it yeah okay
1: and then just tell me where they where can they find you in case they want oh, to come okay not, not how to find the vibrator okay Um, so I'm on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group and I would love to have anybody who, um, you know, loves anybody with, you know, mental spice and, or has experienced, you know, pain and burnout and all that stuff that many of us physicians have. It's called mind surfer MD, uh, three words. And I also have a podcast of the same name and there are months at a time when I don't post anything. And there are months at a time when I don't do any podcasts and you, and you all understand why, but there are times when when I do enjoy it and I post multiple times a day. <laughs> so it just depends on where my brain is at that moment. But um, but yeah, I would love to see you in there and continue the conversation and support each other. So, you know, we're all human. And I think a lot of the pain that we have with a depression is amplified because we feel isolated and we isolate ourselves. At least I isolate myself. And the best treatment I found is being dragged into public.
2: You know, I human really
1: don't want to. I really yeah. don't want to go to dinner with friends. I really don't want to go to this concert. I really don't want to fly to my friend David Gay's wedding. I wanted to sit and cry. And I was hoping that I would be kicked off the flight because then I wouldn't have to go. Oh, but it's the best man. thing going there and connecting with Ileana and, you know, other members of Leverage yeah. of Accelerators. Oh, I
2: missed that wedding. I missed that wedding. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad you and Ileana got Shout
1: together. Shout out to David. I know you proposed to your wife <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, other last minute tips, Ben?
0: No, I mean, for tip for me or... Anything. Uh, anything. Yeah, you can find me on the golf course. I don't have a, a blog or a podcast. Well, I had a blog many years it's ago. Older blog. Uh, yeah, because I, know, I used to play
2: on the golf course yeah.
1: in yeah. in Cal- uh, what what town is this?
0: I, I'm uh, uh down in Santa Cruz. I, we got yeah. married
1: at Pasa Tempo outside of Santa Cruz. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And that's down there where now. he's so, a member now. Yeah. Okay. And he plays with other radiologists
0: all uh, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um and um uh tips. Okay, I'll give you one uh one sex tip and one non-sex tip uh the sex tip is i've never really had any issues sexually uh but uh cialis uh yes is cialis rocks so important uh because liz can liz it's like a rock liz can take a while and
1: (laughs) uh uh chair people
0: (laughs) and being able to uh you know uh I, I'm gonna tell a joke. I've never I done this, but go, go uh, it. Uh, but you know, being able to play on my phone while Liz is paying attention to <laughs> no. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't. But it's it, very it was-
1: self
2: entertaining, You guys. Was- I am yeah. going it- to like pee on myself. So <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I've got to go. To right,
0: and then the the other <laughs> piece, the non sexual piece of advice, uh, is something. It's the best, single best piece of advice I ever got. Uh, which was when I was in, um, when I first joined the army, I was, uh, I was a combat field medic and I was doing a rotation in, in the hospital. And I was working with a dermatology, uh, a a future dermatologist. And he began to tell me how long the training was. And I'm like, man, I can't imagine spending that much time in training. And he said this, this piece of advice, which is 10 years from now, you're going to be 10 years older, no matter what you do, you better do something that you love. And I have I've lived my life that way. And uh, I hope everybody else does too.
1: And the last thing I want to say is something that you've also always said, which is, man, you use this for toasts. May you know right now how good you're getting it. Can you say yeah. it better than me? Yeah. That? Yeah. yeah. That's my toast
0: at weddings <laughs> is, you know, may you know how good you've
1: got it while you're getting it. Boom. That's it. Yeah, because I always say, you know, Yoda, there's no do, there's only try. Oh wait, no, there is no try, <laughs> there's only do when I'm playing golf. Do or do not. There say is. Say it no again.
2: Try. Say it again. You know how I'm good not. you got
0: it when you. Uh, may you know how good you've got it while you're getting it. It's a flashback to, it's a, the Bruce Springsteen song "Glory Days," right? That right. always I always felt terrible about these people who you know who would reminisce about the good old days and because yes. they didn't realize it, how good it was back then while right they were now, experiencing in the moment it. right yes. uh, and so if if it's a good you know it's a good old days for you right now acknowledge it and because you don't want to look back and say you missed it yeah
2: oh that is beautiful and on that note i am going to
1: send my applause
2: thank you thank you so much for so much fun
1: <laughs> oh kate this was so much fun Thank you for inviting us to share our little story on your podcast. I I hope somebody got something useful. Oh my gosh.
2: This is going to be amazing. What an amazing episode with doctors, Liz trainer and Dr. Oh yeah. Dr. Liz trainer and Dr. Chaco. They were just fabulous. And oh my gosh. Can I just tell you, they had talked in sound. I feel like they talked in sound bites. Like everything they said was newsworthy and could be used for like a book. So very, very easy to come up with take home points, except I, I might have like six instead of three. So number one, labels may not be helpful and they, they may be helpful sometimes and they may not be helpful other times. So if calling, if you happen to be um, somebody with depression or another uh, neurodiverse or uh, mental health illness label, maybe you want to call it something different maybe you want to call it mentally spiced i have a mentally spiced brain with low twitch and fast twitch or low twitch and high twitch fibers um and you know your depression it might not be helpful to label it as that uh and that's okay and talking about it with others is also okay once you start being more comfortable calling it and labeling it what you want to label it as and You may need more than one level of support. You may need more than medication. You may need more than therapy. You may need a psychiatrist and a coach. You may need need Prozac and sleep. You may need more exercises, exercise, and, you know, support from family who cares for you. That's okay to have and want and go find all of it. Mental health is extremely important. This was a really good tip that um, not many people suggest, and I love this: practice desire. You know, Dr. Chaco tells his wife, "Go, go practice what it feels like to have desire, to want intimacy." And <laughs> Liz was so funny. She's like, "But I'd rather be playing on my phone. I'd rather be scrolling on Facebook. It's so much more fun when." The best investment in their relationship, or probably one of the best investments in their relationship, it sounds like, they're both very um, uh, intimately charged, is that maybe she does want to go practice desire to invest herself, her time, some energy into uh, practicing, practicing what that feels like. No, even though she may not, and she she loved, she gave me this great quote: "You don't need to be in the mood to enjoy it. Do it in the morning," she says. Motivation will follow the movement, just like getting on your Peloton every morning. You may not want to get on that Peloton. You may not want to get up and go outside for a jog or go to your muscle lifting class, but. What if you just start, right? What if you're just open to starting for a few seconds, a few minutes? Mm. Motivation will follow the movement. And learning how to spread joy to yourself, to your spouse, enjoying the moment. You need to be very comfortable with who you are to be married to anyone. Everybody, right? We're all humans. We're all going to have video sequences, we're going to have little things that you may find annoying. You may love, you may, you may choose to love, you may love, and then it turns into annoyance. So, or you may be embarrassed, right? Like you can choose to feel any of these things. We are the owners of our own feelings. We can't give this away to anybody else. So not until you have become comfortable with who you are, can you be comfortable being around your spouse or another human? That's just it. Like if somebody is making you uncomfortable, you need to examine why it's probably something in your own brain you're not comfortable with and just recognize that. Okay. Uh, And they gave this great example about how Liz is talkative and she's like a squirrel on the Red Bull scale. (laughs) That was hilarious. The squirrel on the Red Bull scale. And if Dr. Chaco wasn't comfortable with that, right, if he wasn't comfortable with his own self, Charles, then it's going to be very hard to accept other people for who they are. So all, all beautiful points. And I hope you guys walk away asking yourself, do I have a mentally spiced brain? What I prefer to call my, my brain low twitch or high twitch today. Could I use this squirrel on red bill, red bull scale for myself And just to help in our relationship, okay, tell my husband, hey, I'm a nine on the Red Bull scroll scale. (laughs) Do I want to read the book, The Anatomy of Arousal, and practice what turns me on? Am I comfortable talking about mental health and talking about it with other physicians? Do I make it so that my spouse needs to ask for permission to do things or do we have a marriage of equals where we don't have to ask permission for most things so much love my friends i hope you enjoyed this amazing interview this with liz trainer and charles charles stillman thank you so much for coming on go spread love and Not hate, spend love and connection and openness and vulnerability into the world. So much love, my friends. If you are finding the concepts i teach in this podcast useful and want more in-depth personalized support for your relationship consider this your invitation to join me in creating the most connected and intimate relationship with your spouse that you could dream of go to www.medicinemarriageandmoney.com right now and download my 18 page medical marriage survival guide and workbook at no cost to you it has been known to decrease fighting rumination and grudges between your loved ones if you want to take it a step further really enhance the joint connection in all of your relationships, including those most intimate and dear to you, sign up for a discovery call by clicking contact us and book a free consultation. Thank you for leaving a five-star review and for telling your friends about the podcast. You have the power to improve someone else's life simply by sharing and reviewing this podcast. Much love to you and your spouse. You are exactly where you need to be in this.